Welcome to episode four of City Wave Cinema. Part two of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. That one. We're doing that one now. If you remember last week, uh, I said I was going to yell a great deal. And that's More. because Your voice my is notes, going it is, it's going to be fucked by the end of this episode. For those of you who are listening to these weekly and only in podcast form. We record two episodes at a time. And James's voice is shattered from the first one a little bit. It is, I did some yelling. You were there, you know. Also. And it's going to get worse. That's James. Hi. I'm America. That's who she is. We're City Wave Cinema. We're here. We're recording. We're live. In two places. At the same time. Whoop. All at once. Right now. I mean, technically we're only live in one place, but you can hear us in two places. Anyways, carry we're, on. We're starting early. <laughs> carry on. Where are we? Where did we leave off? Uh, nearly Headless Nick had just been petrified. Yes. We're in the middle of the movie. With Justin Finch Fletchy. Justin Finch Fletchy has been petrified through nearly yeah. headless nick the ghost also appears to have been petrified or though harmed, i don't know how that works in some way We're, it's unclear given his ghostly form yeah we don't really know what happens to nearly it's headless not nick. clear or how he gets fixed i'm not really sure we see him later and he's fixed none of those things listen get listen explained. listen 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 this is the wizarding world. It's okay to just yada yada things and not bother to think about how anything could be resolved. Why do that? Why write a good movie with thinky points and plots that make sense when you could just go, magic, and just shit all over the rug with magic and think it's art? Fuck J.K. Rowling. I love Harry Potter. Again, if you're just joining us on podcast or on stream. I love Harry Potter. Clearly, I love Harry Potter. I don't. Clearly, I love Harry Potter. I really don't. James has never read any of the books or seen any of the movies, at least all the way through. I'm, I really am not into it. This is it. only his second movie he's watched all the way through in one sitting. I'm still not into it. I'm hoping by the end of this, he'll love Harry Potter. In the first uh, couple... Months of our relationship, fun fact though, I did make him take the Pottermore quiz. It was like a requirement. To be I am a full sale Gryffindor. Slytherin, Slytherin. Your house is known for evil and bullshit. I would like you to look me in the eyes right now and tell me that assessment is inaccurate in any way to me. You're a lot less evil than all the evil people in Slytherin. There's... You belong in Ravenclaw, and I will hear none of it. Ugh. Studying. School? What is your number one phrase? Don't do stupid shit, but that's... No, no. No, no. That's not it. That's not it. You have two different shirts with your number one phrase on it. What is it? It's from Game of Thrones. Oh, yes. I drink and I know things. Who knows things? Ravenclaws know things. And you know you why they know things? I don't want to hear it from you. You know why they know things? It's because they study relentlessly. You were an extremely good student. You have no student debt. You're brilliant in every way. I'm giving you a compliment because Slytherin is full of fucking assholes. I'm cunning and ambitious. That's why I did good in school. I'm not... I hate school. Anyways. Okay, this we've gotten way off track. Nearly Headless Nick, Justin, petrified. The next note I have. 
We're going based off my notes, by the way, because I haven't seen these movies. This is not going to be the format for all episodes of this podcast, but for all the Harry Potters, we're straight up going off my notes. Eventually, I will take notes, too, if it's a movie I haven't seen or... You're Slytherin? Yes. Not you. Them. No, your sisters are Slytherins. All three of us. Slytherin. And Justin is a Gryffindor. <sighs> and this should shock Some no one. Fucking hard split down the middle. Really is though. My next note in all caps is the school is run by fucking fools, not a brain cell between any adult. I don't remember exactly why. I mean, they didn't close the school after, or they just—they didn't close the school, but they put like a curfew on everybody. But they didn't close the school. I mean, it should be case in point that it's a trend at this point in the films. It's only been one and a half movies. But it should be a trend at this point that the adults are fucking crazy, don't know what they're doing, or are actually bad. Those are the three choices for adults in the Harry Potter movies. What about McGonagall? She's crazy. She's pure crazy. She's like an evil genius, but she runs Gryffindor. I'm gonna disagree with McGonagall's crazy. She is one of. She's a very talented witch, and very smart. Talented does not mean not crazy. And she does not put up with anybody's shit. She's crazy. I love her. She's crazy. Oh, I said the the only exceptions were Hagrid and Snape. They're the adults with brain cells. I'm gonna throw McGonagall in there. McGonagall might have a brain cell. She's very amazing. She might have at least one. She, You will come to love her even more in future movies. Dumbledore reminds me so much of Arthur Eggfort from the Dimension 20 uh, I, adventuring school. I wonder why. Gosh, if only it was like Brennan wrote the character based on Dumbledore. Wait until you meet the headmistress for the school, the, the school based off Hogwarts for the Misfits and Magic campaign from Dimension 20. Because it's like if McGonagall ran Slytherin. Snape's good, Hagrid's good, McGonagall's good, Sprout's good. Imagine bad McGonagall. But as the headmistress. Would vote for that too. Slytherin. Um, We're not talking about this anymore. Dumbledore is on drugs all the time. Yeah. Probably. I don't think he's actually on drugs. Probably is. He might. And if he is, it's cocaine. It would not shock me in the slightest. Dumbledore does wizard cocaine. Dumbledore's weird. He's got some weird shit. He's a crazy person. Brilliant! McGonagall sends Harry up to Dumbledore's office. Yes. That was before the Polyjuice Potion, right? Yes, because he was once again caught at the scene of a petrification he's been at every single one he's been there it's really inconvenient snape actually gives him an out in the fucking what was it the the, the first one with Mrs. the first Morris. one he's like, yeah snape was like maybe they were just here at the wrong time or they're suspicious however i didn't recall seeing potter at dinner and they were like yeah he wasn't at dinner because he was in detention but they didn't say that no gilderoy no just one like, was like he was, was in like, detention he was with me answering my fan mail that's my fault which it would be, it, it's still worse to say that than to say he was in detention with Lockhart. If you say he's in detention with Lockhart, then everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah, he has an alibi. 
if you don't say that and you go, he was with me answering my fan mail and everyone already hates you, like, that doesn't make it better. That doesn't make things better for Mr. Potter. No, That's not but good. it makes things better for Gilderoy because he gets to go. He gets Gilderoy. to flex, I Gil- have fan mail. Gilderoy has the smallest penis. Probably. Anyways, Dumbledore's on drugs all the time. Okay. I wrote, Polyjuice is chunky. Yes. It, it's not supposed to be pleasant no. to experience. No, no, no. Oh, God. Harry Potter is not James Bond. And <laughs> listen, listen, it's, it's okay that Harry Potter is not James Bond. He's not supposed to be James Bond. <laughs> Harry Potter's 12. Harry Potter and Ron Weasley are 12-year-olds. They're but children. We children whose first real jolts of testosterone are finally hitting their brains, and whose first inklings of, like, absolute madness are also hitting their brains. But because those things are happening to them, they have no idea how to do anything. Once again, they're not fucking thinking. They're not using their thinking Their brains brains are not fully developed yet. They're, they're going, like they're like 10, 12 years from being fully developed brain-wise. And they're going through puberty. Which makes it worse. Can right? You, now. Magical puberty. Here's what happens. Mm-hmm. The polyjuice potion, yes. Hermione has spent like a month and a half brewing polyjuice potion. So they can disguise Ron and Harry as Malfoy's goons, Crab and Goyle. With the intention of raking Malfoy over the coils, the coils, the coals, and getting information about the Chamber of Secrets because they're convinced it must be Malfoy who opened the Chamber of Secrets. Which is a fair assumption. He is an evil fucking dickhead. He is a Slytherin who thinks all mudbloods are evil. I mean, it's not a far jump. Listen, baby Hitler is still Hitler. Right. So. Hermione has been brewing this potion. For a month and a half. And she's pouring it into their weird cups. Because they're going to do it. Also, no one goes in the girls' bathroom because Myrtle's in there. Myrtle doesn't cause any problems for anyone. No, Myrtle does cause a lot of problems for people if she doesn't want them to be there. And I guess she just likes Hermione, Ron, and Harry. She likes Hermione, she has a crush on Harry, and she tolerates Ron's existence. She as very clearly shown in several scenes, thinks Ron is an absolute, just the absolute worst. I didn't notice that. Uh, when she screams at him and punches him in the stomach and then punches him in the head. Well, she tries, but he's just, he doesn't understand how ghosts work. And then he, he, she goes, Harry asks her something. She's like, oh yes, Harry, anything for you. But Ron says something and he's like. Right, so it's weird as shit that fucking, once again, a theme through the movies is adults behaving weirdly around children. Uh, Myrtle's been dead for 50 years, died as a kid, but has been around for 50 years. The actress who plays her is like 40. Right, and so they ran with this as a, Myrtle has a crush on Harry, and this is a, like, middle-aged woman crushing on 13, 14-year-old Daniel Radcliffe. I mean, the actress doesn't have a crush on her, but not Myrtle does. Right! But it's very clear to see that Myrtle is not 12. She probably died when she was, like, later. In it does, it's the look of it. The look of it is bad. 
it doesn't look good when you look at it with your eyes. When you, as the audience member, look at it and you see Moaning Merle and she's 40 fucking years old and she's in there like, hi, Harry. Like, fucking ew. Just ew. I don't care what the plot says or how old the actors are. Actually, that's the only thing that fucking matters is how old the actors are. I don't care what the plot says or how old the characters are. It's fucking gross. It's gross to look at. It's gross to think about. How could they not just get a kid to play the fucking part? Why is it so fucking hard? They had every actor in all of fucking England in the fucking movies except for Martin. They didn't get fucking Martin. They weren't going to get fucking Martin to be in the movie to play Moaning Myrtle, but they could have gotten any fucking kid actor. There's thousands of children in England. Why couldn't they fucking get one? All you needed was one. They cost less than adults to film shit. Why was this done? This is such a questionable decision. What producer was like, yes, make her 40. That's great. It'll be weird. It'll look like weird pedophilia on the screen. That's exactly what I want in my movie. That's fucking crazy. Why would they do that? I don't understand. She's 50, she's as old as my dad! Right now. She was 37 when she played Moaning Myrtle. Great! I feel like fucking Alex Jones just yelling about pedophiles. It's, she's not a pedophile. She's a, probably a lovely woman. She was just an actor playing a role. Why did they hire her for it? Because she was good and she looks young. And she also looks like ghostly, like, because she's got the cheekbones. This is my imitation of people that have cheekbones because I, I just, I have a child's face. I suffer from what she suffers from, so I can understand. If all the people in High School Musical were 26 plus. Was it not plain to you that all the people in High School Musical were adults due to the fact that they look like adults? Not when I watched it. When I was in high school. When High School voice. Musical came out, it hurts. When I was in high school, and when High School Musical came out, uh, none of those people looked like any of my friends. My friends all looked like dorks, because we were all children to be in fair, high school. To be fair, I grew up in the media generation where they felt the need to portray 20-year-olds as teenagers, so like every teenage show I watched... They all fucking looked like that. Gossip Girl, High School Musical, all of them looked like fucking good. So I just thought, God, I got really shitty jeans and Hollywood must be amazing. No, Hollywood was populated by adults. The girl who played at Gabriella's BFF was actually 26. She was the oldest actress on the set. Monique Coleman was 26. Monique Coleman was old as shit. She was 26 when she filmed the movie. Anyways. Uh, Troy was pretty young. I think Zac Efron was... Zac Efron was, I think, 18. 18? Which is graduated from high school, but that's still older than all my freshman buddies. Like, come on. Anyways. Moaning Myrtle's old. And James finds it weird, apparently. So then they make... They, 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 they brew the polyjuice, and they, they're gonna oh, look God, like crab still and on the yeah, I, I, I got way off track there. Okay. Uh, and so Hermione ladles it into their cups, and it's fu it looks like fucking potato soup. Oh, it's so gross. It looks like chowder. Oh, it's like a little liquidy, but mostly chunky. It's and it's just like it, 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 it doesn't pour, it plops. It does plop. That's how you know it's bad, is it plops in. Like all those uh, cliche cafeteria school scenes in schools where, where they the, plop. Yeah, where they just 
yeet the mush. whatever. Yeah, the mush. It's like prison. Yeah. So they they take the polyjuice and run and uh, I think they made this particular directorial choice so that they didn't have to spend too much on special effects but they made Ron and Hermione run off into the bathroom stalls to be sick oh, I didn't even think about sick. that and then they had Harry who's the star of the movie watch his body transform into one of the students and what was it it was 2002 that this movie came out yes and there's already been a bunch of special effects for magic and shit and there's going to be more for magic and shit later so to make this transformation happen, if you're going to have all three of your main cast members do this transformation, your, their skin starts bubbling a little bit, and they start growing. If the person or shrinking. Or shrinking, depending on how, what the person they're turning into is. And for Harry and Ron, they would have started growing, getting wider, taller, a little bit bigger, puffier in the cheeks. And you watch Harry turn into crab? Goyle. Goyle. I think, due to the fact that Ron turns into Crab and Hermione turns into a cat version of Hermione. Poor Hermione. Those two were the first to get cut from the scene just because it would have cost that much extra money to have the animators do it up to Ron and do it up to Hermione. And the animation on Hermione is later revealed as she is a cat person. Also, by the way, looks way better than any actor or actress in Cats, the movie. In the book, she does stay in the stall. She does go in the stall and stay in the stall because embarrassment. Of so course. That was... it. While, yes, you're probably right that they did... It's a production cost cut to send is, Ron into the stall. It is a, produc- a production cost cut. Hermione was always in the stall, which is fair. Saved them money. They didn't have to write that. They didn't have to make that weird. Right. They were all like, ah, yes, she's in the stall. So... Then they go to find Draco, which is the first question I have for the plan. The plan was always to go find Draco and drag information out of him. Or at least to make it to the Slytherin common room and find Draco. Try to find information. They didn't find where Draco was or where he was going to be and then go there as Crab and Goyle. They just struck off into the darkness alone bravely but with no timetable they went to the dungeons because they knew that the uh, slytherin common room was in the dungeons they just didn't know where right so it's not really talked about in the movies but it is talked about in the books that other houses don't necessarily know a hundred percent where the other common rooms are unless they're told or shown but it's not just open information that they're like, oh, yes, the Slytherin common room is on this floor here. <laughs> so they actually get saved by Draco Malfoy, who, in a stroke of do-gooderness on accident, uh, finds his goons as Harry and Ron disguised as his goons, and is like, the fuck have you guys been? And then he, like, Slip. chest puffs at the prefect, who's out in the hallway doing hall monitor duty, and takes his boys into the common room mm-hmm. and then just starts talking and the whole time Harry hasn't the thought in his little shiny dumb head to take his fucking glasses off I mean he he, he... he took his glasses off after Draco was like you have glasses for reading like 
What? I didn't know you could read. Great ad lib line, by the way. Tom Felton for the win. Uh, Forgot his line and was just like, I didn't know you could read. (laughs) Yeah, so that was fucking awful. The... He just wore his glasses the whole time. And, and it's like, it's played off as some suspicion. Realistically, if you're thinking with even a little bit of your brain, you go, I need to look like this person. Or this person doesn't wear glasses. Maybe I should take them off. Or realistically, if you turned into that person, wouldn't it be hard to see with the glasses? Because you would have their eyesight. You don't turn into that person, though. Their voices didn't change. Fair. They probably keep their ailments. I think they. I think you. You only change your skin. But uh, mm, I have questions that we can talk about in Goblet of Fire. Well, listen, it's magic, so who fucking cares? Regardless, glasses, bad call. Take it, them off. No one was thinking, and it's because they were horny. So, so what? They're they're having puberty. They're horny. That that's the uh, carry on. So I wrote in all caps: "Take your goddamn glasses off." And then I wrote in all caps, does Malfoy just fucking talk at all times? Yeah. Because he just straight up exposition bots for like three or four minutes and says some mean shit. And Harry and Ron have like zero cool at all. Like, no, they're not thinking even for a little bit. They're in full fight reactionary mode. I mean, middle school boys... That is, like, their go-to. Like, you just... Dirt, like, they don't... <laughs> Especially when it comes to anger, which most of those things are anger-based that they got triggered about. They are very reactionary. Yeah, so... Making blanket statements about middle school boys. Fair. So, they're fucking... They're in there, man. And they are listening to Draco just rant and rave. They don't need to prod him or grill I mean, him they on do. anything. He says... Uh, something to the about the heir of Slytherin, and or they everyone thinks Harry's the heir of Slytherin and laughs about it, and then Harry slash Goyle prompts him with, "Well, then you must know who it is, then." And he says, "No, I fucking told you already. I don't fucking know who it is." And I don't know who opened the Chamber of Secrets, and my dad doesn't know anything, and I don't know anything. But fuck all them mudbloods. But I really hope that the heir carries on. Team Air over here, cheerleader. Woot woot, number one fan. Oh, and then he was like, fuck Hermione, too, just for fun. I mean, specifically because he hates her and she's a muggle-born. She's a little bitch sometimes, but true, he hates her. James's reaction to Hermione in the first movie, for those of you who didn't listen to it, were so on par with Ron's first reactions to Hermione, I was cracking up. I was dying of laughter because... James and Ron hate Hermione in the first movie about the exact same. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal how awful she is. She's a ter- terrible character. She so. gets better. She does have to grow. Character growth. She was in puberty in the first in the first movie. She she also was just a little bit of a know-it-all in the first movie. She's calmed down. I feel like she's a know-it-all in all the movies. Yeah, but she's calmed down. She, she picks her moments now. That's important. She, she's got timing down. So... She got her priorities straight. Looky there. So Malfoy just fucking spouts off at the mouth. Harry and Ron are fucking idiots the whole time. uh, Constantly reacting as Harry and Ron instead of as Crabbe and Goyle. Uh, And then the fucking potion starts wearing off like fast. Like really fast. And Harry's scar comes back first. And they're like, oh, your scar. Oh, your red hair. And then they just straight up run away. 
Uh, so they're terrible. Hermione uh, has better animation in her cat form than the fucking cats movies. Have you seen what they did in the cats movies? Maybe we should put that as a choice for stream reaction. I don't want to do that. I I don't either. That would be awful. But I watch the cats movie. Nine. Taylor Swift acts in it. So does James Corden. I don't want to see him act. I saw him in one movie. I am done. What movie did you see him in? Into the Woods? That's the one. He acted in Into the Woods and he did his Broadway thing and he was great and I don't need any more of it. I am topped off. Love James Corden. Unpopular opinion. It's not an unpopular opinion. He's an extremely successful television host. The original Broadway is better than the movie. I'm not going to say Cats is good by I, any stretch of the means in any form, but Broadway's still better than the movie. Carry on. I wrote down Voldemort's a fucking asshole. Is it because he doesn't tell... I know exactly what it was because he was like, Harry was like, can you tell me about it? And he was like, no, but I can show you. And then you were like, <laughs> on your phone. Not only is that a you better come look at this cliche. God. That made me so angry I sneezed. But we get Tom Riddle's diary. Yep. Which, if you caught it, was snuck into Ginny's bag before the first day of school by in, Lucius Malfoy. In that whole scene in the bookshop where he was trash talking. Right, with long hair Hitler. Yes. I can't fucking be comfortable. It's just so goddamn impossible. So, we've got Tom Riddle's diary. Tom Riddle is revealed later in the movie to be pre-Voldemort Voldemort. But up until that point, you don't really know. I know because I have a brain and I can think. I also married her. And so I pick up things quickly from Harry Potter. So... He also has seen bits and pieces of some movies, so he does. he's not completely blind, but... A very cool thing that I like very much is that if you write stuff in Tom Riddle's diary, Voldemort will write back, which is cool. That is cool as shit. Then the book kidnapped Harry, and that was fucking weird. That came out of nowhere. I didn't like that. That was like... We've, we had set an establishment for what the book can do and what the book's purpose is, and then the book was like, well, ya yeet, and ate that motherfucker out of a chair. That's essentially what happens. I can't even comment on anything. It, out of the blue, and it will get yada yada away with magic. It's a magic book. It does magic things, but I think it's a book that should only do one magic thing, because it already does an insane magic thing, and now you're going to have it do two insane magic things. Three insane magic things, because it's a horcrux. Which we don't know yet, but we know later. It's important to note that. I shouldn't know what a horcrux is but yet. But to, I do. To not know that would mean that he has never heard me or my friends talk about Harry Potter ever. Which would be a lie. It would be an insane lie. Or my family. Just being around my family at the holidays really is. They talk about it like it's new. So Voldemort's a fucking asshole. Harry got kidnapped by a book. Harry gets out of the fucking book. 
and runs off to tell Ron and Hermione, and then they go off. They go off and do other shit. They have days of class, like they're still in school. Yeah. So they, they go off and do other shit, and I don't remember where the next scene goes off the top of my head. I mean, he found out they were talking in the courtyard about how the fact that Hagrid knows about the Chamber of Secrets because he probably he it was relayed to Harry that he could have been the person to right open it the first time. That's why he was expelled. And, and then, then Neville Longbottom Neville rolls, rolls up, and Neville goes, "Harry, you better come look at this cliche." May as well have said it. That's pretty much what he said. Oh no, Harry wasn't supposed to figure it out. They they paced Harry figuring out that Tom Riddle was Voldemort correctly. Also, the, I just knew in advance because I know shit. The diary does say Tom Marvolo Riddle. Oh, the door. The, yes, the diary does say Tom Marvolo Riddle. Marvolo. Whatever. Um, the diary has all the words that it's supposed to have. Harry's not supposed to figure it out. James James did figure it out. Though. I figured it out because I have a 25-year-old brain and not a 12-year-old brain. And he also knows more about Harry Potter than... And I know what the next movies have in them. Parts of what, them. What happens in the next movies. So... Uh, Neville rolls up while they're in the courtyard. And he goes... Harry, you gotta come and look at this! And they go to the the Gryffindor dormitories, where Harry's bunk and all his shit have been scattered across the room. And virtually destroyed. I feel like it was very excessive. A lot of it was really destroyed. I don't know who did it. Ginny. Oh, that's right. Under the spell, that's right. So, it was was all fucked up. And he's rifling through his shit, and he goes, they got what they were looking for, the diary's gone. And I went, What?! You didn't just keep it with you? You didn't keep the magic book with the person in it that showed you an insane thing with you at all times? That's fucking crazy. Even at 12, I would have the wherewithal to know I should have the fucking weird book that's showing me crazy shit with me all the fucking time. I will say the next time Harry gets presented with a weird book, he does keep it on him. At all times? Pretty much, yeah. Fucking, he learns. I'll give him that. He learns, but it's not like he has the forethought to learn first. He just learns from experience. He doesn't critically think. He critically gets thought. There's a reason Harry's not in Ravenclaw. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. He's not a thinky boy. He's a brave boy, but he's not a thinky boy. And he's clever, but he's not necessarily it's truly a tragedy that none of harry's closest friends were thinky boys or thinky girls or thinky anyone hermione is a very thinky person but she ended up in gryffindor for reasons bravery she gets petrified for most of this fucking movie anyway so then hagrid's a suspect because the diary showed us that hagrid maybe opened the chamber of secrets but we don't know it's not clear. Nothing's ever clear. So then, Harry and Ron are like, we don't give a shit about rules. So they go to see Hagrid. Under the invisibility cloak. They give him enough shit to hide themselves. They, yeah, they think to themselves, well, we know we're not supposed to be out at night, so we're going to wear the invisibility cloak and we're going to go knock on Hagrid's door at night and he's going to open it with a crossbow pointed at the fucking door. Hagrid's paranoid. For good reason. So Hagrid opens the door. They reveal themselves, and he's like, all right, well, come on in. Hang out. I love the kids. So 
they're, they're talking to Hagrid, and then there's a knock at the door. Hagrid's like, the fuck's this now? And they go back under the invisibility cloak, and in comes... Dumbledore. Dumbledore and Fudge. Cornelius Fudge. Cornelius Weenie, Mayor of Weenie Town Fudge. Minister, but... Mayor Minister of Weenie Town Central, Cornelius Little Bitch Fudge. Yeah. That's his new name. I have decided. You and every other Harry Potter fan. J.K. Rowling can shove it. That's his new name. No, we don't. No one likes Fudge. Not even the characters later on. <laughs> so, Nobody likes Fudge. So Fudge comes in. And he's like, I like you, Hagrid, but I've got to arrest you. And send you to Azkaban. You know, the evil prison? That's where I have to send you because I mean, reasons. Well, there, to their knowledge, Hagrid did open the chamber the first time. There's no proof. There's no proof. There's zero proof. Doesn't matter. He was accused, he got expelled, his wand was broken. Like, that's the course of events. And that's what Fudge said. He's like, his... Your track record's bad, so you're going to jail. Like, which we, is insane. We gotta take you out of school. I mean... No, no. America's justice system is bad. It is not that bad. I mean, they tried to do the best that they could. They were like, this guy, we... At least to their knowledge, we know this guy opened it previously. Let's remove him from the school. And then, in theory... It should all go away. Yeah, but they didn't need to send him to fucking Azkaban. They didn't need to instant imprison him. They could have just been like, hey man, we have to keep you out of the school to see if the attacks stop. And if they do stop, then it's obviously you. I have a bigger question of how he wasn't put in Azkaban if they truly thought he did it the first time. Like, how That's because he... Dumbledore whipped his massive dong out and was like, you can't just take my student out of here like that. That's fucking crazy. Said we'll expel him. And break his wand. Dumbledore was like, I'll light you on fire forever. You'll be on fire forever. Do you want to be on fire forever? Because I'll light you on fire forever. You'll be on fire for so long, you'll forget what it's like to not be on fire. I mean, they did expel him and break his wand. He was like, that's fine, but you can't put him in Azkaban because I'll light you on fire. So he gave Hagrid a job instead. That's not how it happened, but that may as well have been how it happened. Anyways. I improvised all of Dumbledore's lines. Anyways. I'm sure he threatened to light someone on fire at some point. I'm sure there was some... There was probably a threat. There was some dick swinging happening. Absolutely. Anyways. Anyways. So. Now Fudge and Dumbledore are in there like, well, I guess you gotta go to jail. And that sucks. And then in walks Hitler himself. Lucius Malfoy in the flesh for no fucking reason other than to go, oh yes, Dumbledore, they told me you were in this... What is this? Some sort of house? Weird. For the poor? Weird. Doesn't make sense. This is the house. This is a slum. And he just walks in there all classist and shit. It's fucking great. The actor does a phenomenal he job. Did, he does a great job being uppity. And then he, he goes, well, Dumbledore, you're fucking fired. Well, you're suspended. Basically fired. You're suspended. Yeah, you're fired. He's like, he, he definitely insinuates if he had the power to fire him, he would. But right now, you're suspended. I don't even know what Malfoy's real job is. Uh, is he a real boy? He's like on the Board of Education in the it's Ministry of Magic. Board of, of Education? Magic in the Ministry of Magic. He's very high up in the Ministry of Magic. And he does have a place I, I don't want weird blonde Hitler anywhere near my kids. He looks creepy enough. 
If I had enough characters for the title of the episode, I would call it I Don't Want Weird Blonde Hitler Anywhere Near My Kids. But I don't have enough characters for that. Could have put it as the going live notification. Son of a bitch. But America put Happy Birthday Harry Potter instead, so. Ugh. Anyways. Different versions of when people set up streams. So, Malfoy's like, well, Dumbledore, you're out of here. And Fudge is like, well, Hagrid, you're out of here. And so, boom, boom, your two biggest allies are fucking gone. They are toasted, right? And so, hello. You're concerning your dog. My dog came over here and he's trying to comfort me by breathing really hot on my balls. (laughs) It was so hot. Why? So... (laughs) Oh, uh, imagine being an older student and getting you're, you're demolished by a child in a book. Yeah, man, the fucking Harry Potter fucks everybody's shit up for, like, every year he's at the school. That's just how it goes. So, Dumbledore speaks to the room while mean-mugging the invisible children who he cannot see. He looks directly at them and goes, what does he say? Something cryptic to the effect of, like... I don't remember exactly. He says something that's not related to anything that's happening. Something that is very plainly oh, odd. Help, should all, help will always come to those at Hogwarts for those who ask for it. Which doesn't fit into the flow of the conversation that's happening at all. No, it was a note for Harry and Ron. While he's looking at Harry and Ron, who he should not be able to see. Pardon that. Amateur. Well, there's nothing I can really do about it. So that happens and then Hagrid taking note from that and also knowing that there are invisible children in the room goes well if you wanted to find some stuff follow the spiders that that's what you do follow the spiders that was not as good as your first one yeah well my voice hurts yeah leave me alone should have some tea after this I've been really yelly so then he also spikes the children and uh Cornelius Fudge is like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then they leave. They're just gone. And fucking 45 seconds later, Harry and Ron are like sprinting and yelling out of the fucking house about what they got to do next. And they start following the spiders and they follow the spiders. And we enter the next scene of them following. Like they don't even take a second, not even a minute. They should take like five minutes to just chill out in the house. Don't leave. Stay in the invisibility cloak for like five minutes because these are some really evil fucking people. There's some really dangerous fucking people who just took all of your fucking important allies and took them away. Your allies are gone now. They're not here to save you or help you or provide advice or be anything useful or imposing or at all. They're fucking gone. So what's the first thing you do? I know. Let's go right out to where those guys went. That's fucking crazy. I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I even said I was like, like when they just, they, like they shut the door and they were like, Foop, under the invisibility cloak and they were like, I was like, maybe, maybe take a minute. Maybe just wait. Just, you just don't know if they're going to come back. Maybe like Hagrid forgot his coat and they had to walk him back. Like you don't fucking know. Just hang out. There could be other wizards that are there to like search the fucking place after Hagrid leaves because he is under arrest. Like, Honestly. You don't fucking know. The, 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 and I know they're, like, young, and we've given them an excuse. They're young, they're dumb, they don't know any better. But they're, they're just really just not fucking thinking even a little bit. So then they follow the spiders. And they follow the spiders, and the spiders lead into the dark forest. 
which children are not supposed to go into, especially not at night. But also, if you have detention, you go in there and split up. Those are the rules. I don't make them. A psychopath makes them. So, Harry and Ron and Fang, the dog... Good job. Just a regular dog. He's, He's just a, a dog. dog. He's not a magic dog. He's just a dog. He's just just like like Aries. He's just a dog. Oh, my note for that actually was uh, someone, I don't remember who, but somebody sent me a thing about, oh, it was Rebecca. She sent me a thing about like dogs that act in films and if they're supposed to like act scared or vicious or angry. The dog's so happy to be doing its job that they have to, like, CGI, like, if its tail's supposed to be tucked in or anything. And all I could think about was, like, all these spiders are attacking, and you just see the dog faying in the back of the car, like, Hey, I'm just happy to be here. I'm here. You good? I'm good. I'm good. You having a good time? (laughs) And it just reminded me of that in that moment, because he's just like... Well, we hadn't even gotten there, but yeah, spoilers. Sorry. You just straight jumped the gun on that one. I was just excited to talk about the dog. just excited about the dog, I guess. So Dogs. They follow the fucking spiders, spiders, and they find Aragog, who is mentioned previously as this big old spider that Hagrid kept in the basement. Um, and is supposed to be, quote-unquote, the monster that was in the chamber. He is assumed to be the monster from the Chamber of Secrets. Can you chill out? We're recording, bro. He's nauseant. Got a lot of nage. So... Aragog is now king of the spiders, and he's an enormous spider. And all the spiders are his children. The fuck was that? A reference for everyone else. All right. So they, they walk out there, and Ron hates every second that he's out there, and Harry's like, we gotta follow the spiders to find the stuff that this, Hagrid was talking about. This was the particular moment I looked to James, and I was like, and this is why Ron's in Gryffindor, and I'm in Slytherin. Because my ass would have been like, follow the spiders? Cool. Hey, Harry, I'll be right here. Have fun. Let me know. Let me know when you... Let me know when you get back. Right. Because fuck that shit. Yeah. Well, they find Aragog, king of the spiders, and there's a lot of, like, real big spiders. Like, spiders big as my torso, spiders. Big spiders. Mean spiders. Bigger than your torso. Bigger than my torso. Bigger than Aries. So, Aragog tells them exposition. Hagrid didn't open the Chamber of Secrets. I'm not the monster from the Chamber of Secrets. It's, a mo- it's a something else blah, spiders blah, fear. Blah. The monster is something that scares us. Blah, blah, blah. We didn't kill anybody. And then, he was, and then Ron's like trying to get Harry's attention for like 35 seconds. And Harry's just straight up ignoring him. He's like, shut up. I'm trying to get exposition here. <laughs> and then Ron's like, I love Harry's annoyed reaction to that. Like, like what? what? <laughs> and then uh, Ron just shows him all of the evil fucking spiders that are all around and encircling them. And Harry goes, oh, problem? And Aragog goes like, they're fucking hungry, I guess. I won't hurt you, but they might. And so he then goes, goodbye, friends of Hagrid. And his thousands of spider children who are enormous are like, Dinner! And they attack. Only to be saved by a feral, self-aware car! Who smashes through a bunch of spiders and gets the fly gear jammed. And there's a harrowing chase scene where they drive as fast as they can away from the spiders. And they barely make it back to 
Hogwarts, they crash land into the grass again, and the they get out of the car, and the car just straight up leaves. The car's like, peace. We're still, I still don't forgive you. <laughs> just straight up leaves. Like, we're family, your dad made me, so like, I had to save you, but we're not friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, bye. <laughs> what did I write down after that? I don't know. That'll make notes. Oh, for that, I wrote Lucius... Uh, I'm sorry, we skipped a bunch of fucking notes. I'll read them in order. Harry ain't keep the diary on him. That was where we left off, in terms of notes. Hagrid is suspect. Hagrid is suspect. Lucius Malfoy's a fucking dildo. Uh, everything's fucking crazy. That was the spiders. Uh, oh, no, that wasn't the spiders. That was when Malfoy showed up and everyone got fired and arrested. Uh, it's been 40 seconds since the bad guys left. Don't leave yet. Spiders fear snakes. I hazarded a guess. He did in the middle of nowhere. He's like, things spiders fear hawks. I was snakes. like, birds? Birds are a spider's natural predator. But birds don't really fit the vibe of the movie right now. I mean, we've already seen Fox, the Phoenix, but we've only seen one of him. And I don't think that Dumbledore would keep the monster from the Chamber of Secrets just hanging out Can you in his imagine? He might. <laughs> like, he straight up might. He'd be like, <laughs> plot twist. <laughs> like... It was me who was killing the students. <laughs> so, <laughs> plot fucking twist. crazy. Monster's been here, right here, all along. Weird. So I guessed snakes, and then I actually guessed basilisk, too. Before anyone ever said it was a basilisk, I guessed it was a basilisk. Now, they do find out in, like, the next five minutes of the movie, but James did say I it said right it before. beforehand, and she was like, what do you mean basilisk? And I was like, well, basilisks in normal fantasy lore, if they paralyze people, which is a thing. That's a thing that basilisks do. So it's not outside the realm of possibility that that would just get lifted from generic fantasy lore and plopped right into Harry Potter. Stands to reason. So we established all that. And then for the rest of the movie, no one has a plan and no one thinks. Yeah. They do kind of just wing. They had a plan, which was to go tell Gilderoy what they knew, and then they got there and they're like... They, well, no, they heard, they heard, they, they, they listened in on a secret meeting. Because they got back to the, they got back inside the school, and McGonagall made an announcement over the non-existent loudspeakers at the school, and was like, "The children must go to their dormitories, and all staff, all staff meet on the second floor." And so then the groups of people diverge, and Harry and Ron, since they don't give a single fuck about the rules, uh, they go to the second floor. And they run into the group of teachers, and they hide in the corner. And they listen to McGonagall go, Well, they're going to fucking close the school. Headmaster's gone. Hagrid's gone. They're going to fucking close the school. The monster's out and about. He's taking a child. Oh, yeah, and he's taking a child. There's The child's missing. And then good old Gilderoy Lockhart rolls up. He's like, I was asleep. What's happening? Huh? What? And they're like... And Snape, in brilliant Snape form, is like, Oh, well, it's a good thing you're here. Weren't you just saying yesterday how you knew where the Chamber of Secrets was all along? Well, Time they, to shine, bro! Took They took a kid, so all you. And fucking McGonagall's like, hell yeah, all you! <laughs> I just love how they're like, let's see how this goes. If there was a monster that was rampaging through a school... Mm -hmm. There is not a real chance in hell 
that some of the more powerful professors would go, we're going to leave this to you. Check in later. Well, I mean, I don't think they had a plan or any idea of how to stop it because they didn't have any idea how to stop it the first time if they hadn't expelled Hagrid and Tom hadn't like been like, well, fuck, I'm screwed now. Then the chamber would still be open. So they didn't really have a plan the first time. They don't have a plan the second time. They don't know what they're up against. They still don't know what the monster is. They just keep referring to it as the monster in the chamber. Only really Harry and Ron know. And so they're like, you have all this experience, Gilderoy. The new guy rule, yeah. Yeah, Kojo. Yeah, the new guy rule. Chop, chop. Fetch. Yeah, but there's still no chance in hell that the, all the McGonagall and Snape go, yeah, man, all you, good luck. We're gonna fuck off. That, no. Absolutely not. I think they were like, see if he dies. <laughs> maybe. I mean, maybe it's a, it's a, I don't want to believe it's a world where the teachers are such fucking assholes that they're like, send the new guy, fuck him if he dies. I don't think it's fuck him if he dies. I think everyone, at least Snape and McGonagall, think Gilderoy is an absolute fucking moron. And they're like, and that's why Snape does that whole line. He's like, hey, you've been saying you knew where it was. Go get it. You've been talking big talk. Time to own up. Maybe, maybe it's the Gryffindor in me. But, like... The loyalty? Not even loyalty. Lockhart's still a person. Like, what kind of fucking maniac assholes are like, there's a monster out here who is clearly petrifying people. Good luck, motherfucker. Yeah, he's the most experienced... Yes, he is the dark arts. Well, he's allegedly the most extreme. But why is he going alone? Because why would they he, not all go? Because he said he could. He was sitting there in the teacher's staff room bragging about how he knew where the chamber was and he could easily take this monster down. Great. Okay, so is it they're convinced he knows what he's talking about? Or they're convinced he's a moron who doesn't know anything? Which one is it? Because in only one of those ex- examples do they even bother to leave him alone to go by himself. I think they don't have any evidence to prove otherwise. No, but they're all so suspicious. Yeah. They're just going to let him go? I mean, he said he could, and he said that he was going to, so we'll let him go. Am I just alone in my fucking island of why would we let one guy go to deal with the enormous problem that's going to shut down the whole school and we'll all lose our fucking jobs? That's so goddamn insane to me. Why would you let... It's a buddy system. You don't just send one guy to deal with a fucking problem. If there's a fucking problem in any case, in any case, you don't just, it's not a fucking, in the military, you don't send one guy to go do a thing. You back him up with more people. In any job, you do that. Any job. I, in my fucking, I inspect furniture for a living. We have people go with other people to do things because sometimes it's heavy. And if you get crushed by a fucking credenza, no one's going to know where you are. You done? No, it's fucking crazy. Can we be done talking about Gilderoy and why he got sent down to the chamber? That you can talk yourself in circles. It's just, it's just what happened. They said, we'll leave it to you. You said you could do it. Go for it. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's just fucking 
bad story writing. It's not good. It's just not good writing. It is a children's book. Carry on. Keep going. We'll never get done. It's not a fucking excuse. The plan isn't real. The plan is not real. They don't have. No one has a plan. Harry and Ron run off to the the, the, the meeting dissolves they, and the other teachers fuck off to who knows where and so they go and they're they're like they, they say it and they're like Gilderoy doesn't know anything but like we gotta talk to him if he's gonna go he needs to know what we know right so you know like they're good people so they run off to Gilderoy Lockhart and they're like we gotta talk to you and he's like I'm gonna go like away like away forever leave Never come back. This wasn't in my job description. This is not... I didn't know I was going to have to, like, do stuff. In true form, I'm not getting paid enough for this shit. Absolutely. So, they're like... They instantly put together, Oh, so you're a total liar and a fraud and you never did anything. And he was like, Yeah, pretty much. I'm just really good at memory charms and so I'm going to change your memories. Well, no, they said, they're like, But you've done all these things. And he's like, Use your common sense. My books wouldn't have sold half as well if that people thought that I actually did all those things. Uh, yeah, you're right. He does self-admit to being a fraud. So that's fucking wild. I mean, I, he's in a very, like, heightened state of panic. Like, he probably true. was like... Absolutely true. He's like, shut the fuck up. I need to get out of here. <laughs> and then he's like, ah, fuck. I said the thing. Now I gotta, I gotta do my now specialty. Now I gotta do my fucking memory magic. And they're like, uh, no the fuck you don't. We're going to, like, fight the basilisk. And he was like... He just gives up. I will say that, just like... just goes with them. He's a coward. Like... Even if, even though it is two 12-year-olds pointing one wand and one busted up wand at you, he's a coward. He He's like... Eh. I mean, it's very proven he doesn't know how to duel, so like... He, he saw Harry duel, too. He's probably like, nah, I'm good. He's like... I'm good. Nah, you know what? I don't, I don't want to pick this fight. Yeah, that makes sense. He's probably like, all right. So the, after I wrote The Plan Is Not Real, I wrote, they suck fat wieners at plans. They don't have one. They So they go and they... They figure out that you have to open the Chamber of Secrets with Parcel Tongue after, uh, after to they talk to Moaning Myrtle in the girls' bathroom, uh, who's like, it's that sink. And the guy, Tom Riddle, said some weird word that didn't make sense, and it wasn't like a real language. And so Harry goes, Ha-sa-sietha. Good Parcel Tongue, 10 out of 10. And uh, the whole center bathroom spindle of sinks like expands and it's really cool yes fun harry potter fact if you play the lego version of harry potter it makes you speak parcel tongue through most of the chamber of secrets to open things that's awesome it uses the mic on the ds and you have to go you just gotta make slithering noises really and then it like unlocks certain things in the video game that's super cool it was it was really fun so then they, they, they're like, well, down the hole you go. And he was like, no. And they were like, yes. And he was like, okay. And he fucking jumps into the fucking pit. Like, there, you don't see a bottom. No, you do not see a bottom a to the pit. Hole. And so he just like, he goes, all right. And then down the hill, down the hole. And he lands with a splash, but also a crunch. And he's like, oh, it's filthy down here. Really is quite filthy. <laughs> and so they, they're like, Nope, fuck it. Guess we're gonna do this by ourselves. And they jump down the hole. And then, uh... Some more stuff happens. 
uh, Gilderoy steals Ron's wand and tries to do a memory charm thing, but the wand, because it's broken, backfires. It has been shown to be backfiring the whole movie, but Gilderoy doesn't know that. Wink. And so Gilderoy... forgets. uh, He could have. Fully memory charms himself in a blast so heavy that it knocks him up 30 feet, smacks the ceiling, and falls back down to earth. Rendered unconscious. I mean, which has been shown to happen anytime Ron casts a spell, too. Like, when he casts the Eat Slug spell, he also got flung back. Ron's, Ron's spells, whether or not it's the wand's fault, Ron is an extremely powerful caster. It strikes me that he's got spells that are so strong that they cause concussive blasts regardless of the intended spell effect. And because his wand's broken, it backfires. That's what I think. Is Ron a really powerful caster later in the movies? I think he is a powerful wizard. I also think he's more brilliant than people give him credit for. Like, he was a master chess player and went up against Minerva McGonagall's chessboard at the age of 11. Like, I think he's a lot more intelligent and a good plan strategist than people he's give got, him credit he's for. He's got common sense. I, this is, he's got street smarts. He's yeah, the street he's, smart he's the person smart of the king. gang. You've, like, got, you've got Harry, who's the middling. You've got... Ron, who's got street smarts, and you've got Hermione's got book smarts, and they make the generic trio the of The golden heroes. trio. Yeah. So, fucking... Harry's the kid that gets shit done. Yes. <laughs> like, he's the one that's always going in and is like, yep, oh, here we go. <laughs> he is really powerful. Um, so, Lockhart blows himself up, and he causes a cave-in. A bunch of rocks fall from the ceiling, separating our two heroes, uh, which tends to happen in these movies apparently so he's gotta be hairy by himself uh yeah he's gonna be hairy by himself and it's always fucking falling rocks so and gilderoy is over there with ron and he's completely memory wiped he's like hello who are you who am i where is this a funny place do you live here (laughs) and ron's just like i've had enough of that and he hits him in the head with a rock literally my favorite part he's like straight up assaults a teacher he's like no I don't want to listen to that for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> like, in, in a In a really, a, a really just very funny moment, Ron's patience goes from full to zero to dead. And he just, like, he picks up a rock and he just, with no words, just turns and he hits him in the head. <laughs> it just knocks him the fuck out. It's so funny. So, that happens. And then Harry's like, well... I guess I'll do this all myself. And he carries on, runs into a door with a bunch of snakes on it. Very cool door. Parcel tongue at it. The door opens in a very cool way. The door swings open. It's a circular vault door. Uh, and he enters this chamber that's a long walkway in what appear to be catacombs uh, with snake heads. These enormous, either concrete or brass statue snake heads with their tongues coming out and these sharp fangs. There's a dozen of them, like six on each side, reaching out into this massive chamber that has a statue of someone from, like, the shoulders up. Salazar Slytherin. I assumed it was Salazar Slytherin. Yeah. It wasn't ever stated whether it was or not, but it's safe to assume it was. And Harry's walking down this pathway. It's splashing because it's the catacombs. It's wet. And he sees a prone figure on the ground out in front of him. And he's like, Ginny! Because Ginny Weasley got kidnapped by Pong. 
Not the basilisk. You got kidnapped by Tom. She got kidnapped by Tom. I mean, she willingly probably walked down there. Yeah, but I mean, she was not willingly. She was spellcast. Yeah, but so, she like walked yeah. herself down there and laid down. Pretty, pretty much. So he runs up, and in an extremely uncharacteristic move, just straight drops his wand on the ground and is like, "Jenny, ah, you're cold. Why?" And Tom Riddle's just there. So. <laughs> just hanging out. Walks out of the shadows like a. Hey. creeping out of the <sighs> Baby Voldemort creeps out of the shadows. Very attractive. He's hot for a white guy. He's so attractive. Creeps out of the shadows and he does exposition for like 15 minutes. And he picks up Harry's wand. Essentially explains Horcruxes and that Moaning Myrtle was his first without ever saying any of those things and that he's Voldemort. Right. So he steals Harry's wand. Explains he's Voldemort, does a bunch of magic, but I am always going to stay confused about it because he specifically mentions that he's not back. Voldemort's not back yet. Tom Riddle's not real, but is real. He's draining Ginny's life force. So he needs her to fully die, and then he can become a real person. He can become a real boy. Right. Which... He's not bringing Voldemort back. He's bringing back Tom Riddle pre-Voldemort existing. But as he says, Voldemort is my past, present, Present and and future. future. So I'm very interested to know if, say, Ginny's life force was drained entirely and Tom Riddle fully came back to life, Mm -hmm. would he stay that variety of Tom Riddle? Yes. Or would he turn into the smooth head no-nose Voldemort that we know later. That Voldemort gets created through him actually coming back, which is like a spell and a potion and a whole bunch of other fucking magic chicanery. Great. Other shit that I don't know about. Um, Goblet Fireman. The year nobody Take got a haircut. The year nobody got a haircut. Just waiting for it. That's my movie to fucking be angry. Um, but... I'll go get that in a second. Let me finish my thought. He would stay that age, because that's the soul fragment that is in that particular Horcrux, is that age. Tremendous. So he would just, I mean, he gets a whole fucking redo, man. He gets a start young, grow big, like, with all the, essentially, because I imagine in my head, and it's never stated, but he has a bunch of knowledge that that version of Voldemort should not have, and I just imagine, (laughs) I just imagine Lucius going, and then this happened, into the diary, like, that was his sole job that was given to him. By Voldemort and was like scrawling in the pages of Tom Marvel a riddle all the updates from the news of like oh well this happened huh. and this happened because he just has all this knowledge that Tom Marvel shouldn't have so he either got it from a, like talking to Ginny or he got it from talking to Lucius but he has information about Harry and what happened to Voldemort in the future that young Voldemort just shouldn't have very weird regardless Sorry. He's got Harry's wand. I've got to go take care of my dog. I'll be right back. All right. I'm going to talk about the action He's sequence. Yeah. He's got Harry's wand, and then Fox flies in. Fox being the phoenix from Dumbledore's office. Fox flies in, and he drops the sorting hat on Harry. And Harry catches it, and he's like, what the fuck is this? He's very confused, and... Very weird, and Fox leaves just like that. And uh, then Tom's like, 
Well, guess you're going to die. And he opens the statue of Salazar. And out of the statue is an enormous basilisk. Big motherfucker. The rule with the basilisk is you can't look at it directly. If you look at it directly, you'll die. If you look at it indirectly, you become petrified. Specifically at its eyes, right? So You're good. it comes out, and Harry's freaking out. He doesn't know what to do, and he starts running. Uh, I did get a message that I felt um, you should hear that your McGonagall impression is awesome. Vote for me for next Dame Maggie Smith. So, uh, oh, fuck, where was I? Yes, so he starts running from the basilisk. Um, and as he's running, he's obviously not going to escape it. Uh, it takes a swing at him, misses. Uh, he trips, falls down. Fox flies back. And in a very non-visible way... Completely blinds the basilisk with talons. Gotta keep that PG rating. Scratches the shit out of the basilisk's eyes. You see them later pretty bloody, but you don't really get to see an up-close version of a phoenix ripping a basilisk's eyes apart. You don't get to watch it, which is kind of sad to me. So, the basilisk can't see now. So you can look at the basilisk now because its eyes won't petrify you. Or, or kill you. you. So now Harry's at a slightly larger advantage, and Tom, just to you know, provide context for the audience, goes, the basilisk may not be able to see, but it can still hear you. And so now it's all about sound. And they do a tremendous job engineering the sound for the next, like, six minutes while Harry fights the thing. Yay, fully artist. Harry runs away, tricks the snake into going past him, runs back to Ginny, is all upset, the basilisk pops out of the water, and Harry's like, well, I'm out of tricks now, and then he glances over at the hat that Fox brought him, the sorting hat, and out of nowhere appears the handle to a silvery sword. And so Harry's like, well, fuck it, guess we'll do martial combat. And he grabs the sword, and much like uh... Much like a bag of holding, much like what's her fucking name? Adam? No, 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 not D and D Disney. Mary Poppins' bag. Ah, okay. He whips this long sword out of the fucking hat. Obviously you shouldn't be able to hold that sword. And he just starts clanging all over the place. My next note says Harry is really bad at swords. And it totally makes sense. 12 years old, never wielded a sword before, has no idea how to hold it, balance it, nothing. Completely valid. Everything that happens is bad at swords. And then I wrote, Harry is extraordinarily bad at swords. And he gets super lucky to stab the fucking basilisk through the brain. But in doing that, he impales his own arm with a basilisk tooth right there, right in the forearm. Yes. Kills the snake, rips the sword out, and then he rips this tooth out of his arm. Now, if you get bit by a basilisk, you just fucking die. So Harry starts dying. And so he runs, he clambers back down to where Ginny is, drops the sword. And Tom is like, John, Adam, some more. And he's like, 
And then he says some more words. And then he stabs the diary with the basilisk's tooth. He doesn't know that the diary is a horcrux. Doesn't know what a horcrux is, even. He doesn't, yeah, never been mentioned what a horcrux is. I'm still not fully clear on what it is. Don't explain it. We don't have time. So he stabs the diary, and it starts sputtering ink and smoke. And then he stabs it again, and Tom Riddle looks like he's being assaulted with a sword. Like, he's like, he's getting stabbed, and he's like flailing all around. And Harry just keeps stabbing the diary again and again, spurting blood all over, ink all over the place. And eventually Tom just fucking explodes and drops Harry's wand. Uh, it's like, all right, yay! Also, you're still dying. Still dying. Ginny comes out of her spell. She's no longer petrified. And she's like, ah, you're dying, ah! And then Fox comes back over and he cries like five tears directly into Harry's stab wound. Uh, and it straight seals itself up, cauterized, new flesh, whatever. Fully fixed, stops dying, stops feeling the effects of the poison. Tremendous. Now we're in the end of the movie. We have a scene. It's a very in lovely scene. Dumbledore's office. This is oh, not a lovely scene. Not we go scene. to Dumbledore's office. I was thinking. Where Dumbledore is like, you two straight up disregarded all the rules to Harry and Ron. And endangered the school and fucking went crazy. So I'll give you gifts for doing good for the school. For services to the school, you get awards. Congratulations. So that that was great. It's exactly what I expected from Dumbledore. Uh, and then Lucius Malfoy, with the timing of, I don't know, hell, bursts in. And Ron gets sent out to deliver uh, release papers for Hagrid to get Hagrid out of Azkaban. And, uh, fucking Dobby is with Malfoy, is where you learn that Mal- the Malfoy family is the family that Dobby serves. Uh, and Lucius practically hits Harry with the cane and, like, moves Harry out of the way so he can talk to Dumbledore. They We're not gonna a... talk about Harry grabbing the blade of a sword? Oh, yeah! Oh, that was when I said he was extraordinarily bad at swords. I'm sorry, I skipped ahead. Yeah, so Dumbledore's just got this basilisk blood-covered sword on his desk. And he gestures at it for Harry to pick it up. And Harry just grabs that fucker by the blade. And then grabs it by the blade again up higher to look at it. And it says Godric Gryffindor on it, which is the Gryffindor house guy. And he's just holding the sword for like five, ten minutes by the blade. Like an insane person. Not like this. His Not like whole this. fingers wrapped around. He's made fists around the blade of a sword that he used to stab a basilisk to death. Like... This is an obviously sharp, stabby weapon that he is holding by the sharp, stabby bit. It's fucking insane. I'm surprised you didn't talk about that because that part drives me crazy every time. I'm like, why? It, it gave me head pain. I was like, why the fuck would you ever just... Like, you don't have to be like good at swords to know not to do that. There's a mosquito flying around in here somewhere. Great. Did Side it bite you? you? Yeah. Where? Bit me on my hand. That fucker. I fucking hate it when mosquitoes get in here. Sorry. Anyways, completely derailed. Um, Lucius Malfoy comes in. Yeah, Lucius Malfoy comes in and he's just being a super asshole. Like, how'd you fucking get back and state it? And then uh, he leaves after Dumbledore, like, almost threatens him. He, like, dances around the idea of threatening Malfoy, but doesn't actually threaten Malfoy. And Malfoy, because he's a savvy type of guy, completely reads it as a threat. 
Uh, they and... have this weird passive-aggressive conversation that they don't make clearly aggressive what they're saying because Harry's still in the room. They're just like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So then he fucking leaves uh, and beckons Dobby to come with him. Uh, and then Harry has this brilliant idea because what Dobby said earlier about the master of the house needs to gift a house elf clothes and that will free the house elf from their service. So, sassy Harry. Harry, in his infinite cleverness, quick as hell, whips a sock off, stuffs it into the pages of the diary, Tom Riddle's diary, and he runs out and he goes, Mr. Malfoy, Mr. Malfoy, I believe I've got this is yours. And he gives him back the diary and he's being a little sassy asshole, like, you put this in Ginny's book when or in Ginny's cauldron when we were at Diagon Alley and he goes hey baby baby hey baby 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 he's like prove it and he takes the diary and he shoves it at Dobby which is exactly what Harry wanted he shoves the diary at Dobby and Dobby grabs it and he's holding on to it because that's what he's supposed to do and then uh, Malfoy just starts walking away after that little exchange like I'm too good for you and then uh, Harry looks at Dobby and he goes, open it. And Dobby starts leafing through the pages real quick and he sees the sock. And what's happened now? Malfoy has given... Master has given Dobby a sock. Dobby is free. Great. Anyways. Sorry. <laughs> Dobby gets a fucking... I'm not sorry at all. Dobby gets... I know. Dobby gets a sock out of the book. And Malfoy's like, Dobby, Dobby, the fuck are you? He turns around and Dobby does the America thing. And uh, Malfoy goes, you cost me my servant. And he whips his wand out of his cane. One of the coolest wands in all of Harry Potter. And he goes, Avada! And Dobby goes, fucking nope. You shall not harm Harry Potter. Avada! And then he catches his massive blue ball of energy straight to the chest. I don't think Malfoy's ever been in a duel yet either. One so, of the spells house elves can do is Expelliarmus. They can disarm people. That reason. wasn't a disarm. That was a concussive ass blast. The, in the books, Expelliarmus is much like, hey, you're disarmed. In the books, or in the movies, it's like, Hey, Which... this is like getting hit by a horse <laughs> kicking someone... you in the chest. Someone made that joke recently on the internet and I laughed a lot because that's exactly what it's like. So Malfoy gets hit in the chest with his blue blast of power. Uh, and I know things. So I know that the curse that Malfoy was uttering was Avada Kedavra, which is the killing word, basically. He was just straight up gonna murder. He a was straight gonna murder a kid outside of Dumbledore's office. There would be evidence. Does Avada Kedavra get rid of bodies? No, I didn't think so. And Dobby's not his servant anymore. What are you gonna do? You gonna pick up that dead kid and carry it around? No, the fuck you're not. Malfoy's not thinking. He's not using thinky brain. He's pissed. I wrote Malfoy is a full cunt. Hit him with the heart. So then that scene ends. Happy scene. Happy time. Hermione comes out of her 
paralysis while they're at dinner and she runs down the way and gives Harry this big hug and then she goes to hug Ron in their excitement and they both get so horny and embarrassed so awkwardly horny James threw like fake gagged I I gagged for like four and a half minutes because it was just instantly so much the chemistry was instantly like I love them so much and so my note for that was Hermione is too horny for her own good uh, and they have dinner, and it's great, and points to Gryffindor, of course, and then I wrote down that the score is pretty good. So, that's the second movie. Overall, how many stars? What did I give the first one? I think five. I give it five? This one gets three. I give this one a solid... Eight. It's not my favorite Harry Potter movie. It definitely has some flaws, but it's really, really good. Yeah, I know. Everyone's a fucking the idiot. First one's the first one's Everyone's a fucking idiot for the whole movie. The whole movie, everyone's stupid. The only people who are thinking the whole time is Snape. McGonagall's thinking, but she doesn't have any answers. She's also not really involved in this movie. She gets more involved later. She was more involved in the first one. This one, she's just... Yeah, they took all the smart characters and sidelined them so that they could have plot happen. But... Yeah, I think that's my problem. They took all the smart characters and sidelined them. Hermione got petrified. Hermione turned herself into a cat. McGonagall isn't there the whole time. Snape only shows up to duel. Like, no one who's smart is ever there to do stuff. It gets better. But they need they need to showcase, like, Gilderoy and everything. And also movies versus books, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Um, But that That's is episode, episode two. four. Four. Part two of Chambers of Secrets. Yeah. Um, we do film these episodes live. I'm going to do a little spiel to wrap this up. We do film these episodes live. You are welcome to participate live um, and talk in chat. You heard us talking in chat Twitch.tv slash citywavesgaming. We are normally a gaming channel, but we now do this on the side, and we enjoy it very much. You also get the advantage, if you are watching us live, to vote on the next movie that we will be watching and it was voted with a 67% win for Prisoner of Azkaban. God damn it. So, I have a feeling we're just going to watch all the Harry Potter movies. Just couldn't just break up the monotony of the bad wizard world. And so... Just couldn't make it out. I tried. I tried. We will see you guys in... We'll record in two weeks. Enjoy listening to these all week. Yeah, you'll get these weekly, but we'll record in two weeks. Uh, Follow us on social media at CityWavesGaming to get updates of when we will be recording so you can join us live. And yeah, have an excellent time, everybody.